Just Fantasy Baseball, back here with another episode. Your host, Colby Olson, always joined by Clay Snowden, the lovely Clay Snowden. Today, we're going to run through pitchers, 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 pitchers. This is, we're, we're calling this the mega pitcher episode because it feels like we've been talking about a lot of hitters recently. Yeah, we bring up the, the pitching streamers every Sunday, obviously, and sometimes we bring up the, them up in the waiver portion of this, but this episode is not about, you know, guys that we're thinking about picking up. This is about guys that are owned in a lot of leagues and really just going around the league and talking about some studs, some guys that are becoming studs, some guys that were studs and are showing signs of maybe some concern, um, just to give you a little idea of who we will be talking about. I'm not going to name all the names, right? You got to listen to get all the names, but just some guys we're going to touch on, right? We're going to touch on Sandy. We're going to talk about Julio Urias, Nady Evaldi, and Hunter Brown at the end of this episode. So there's four other names that I really didn't mention there, but that gives you a little idea of who we're going to talk about. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to talk pitching clay. You, you excited? Yeah. How about a clay? How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Colby. Thank you so much for asking. Well, I didn't really think I needed to ask how you were doing because you, sir, are about to talk about pitching on just fantasy baseball. So that, that seemed, it would seem like that would be pretty good thing to do. That's a very good point. You know, I don't really care about the rest of your day. I just want to talk fantasy. (laughs) Who do you want to start with? I want to talk about Chris Sale. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Chris Sale. I want to talk about Chris Sale because he's completely changed my mind. Like, if you if you asked me two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I would have told you that Chris Sale was doing fine, but he looked like a pitcher that would pitch well against bad teams and get roughed up by by good teams um, because the stuff did not look like it was there. Like his fastball was sitting, you know, 92 and a half, 93 and a half, um, which I know that he's not going to be able to get by. Well, like he, he'll be able to get by against bad teams with that, but good teams will pray all over that. The sliders were not getting whiffs at that point. Um, but his last three starts, Clay, 20, point, 20 and a third, Five earned runs against, 24 strikeouts, and just two walks. One home run against, and that's a 2.21 ERA, a 2.17 FIP. Um, the most encouraging thing, though, is, yes, those numbers are good, but it's the way that he's doing it. He's averaging over that span 95 miles an hour on his fastball, and his last pitch, so his last outing, he went eight innings, Nine strikeouts, one earned run against the Cardinals, who beat up on lefties, right? And the last pitch of his outing was over 97 miles an hour. Yeah, he he's found a little bit of that velo coming back. Um, the overall numbers, 5.4 ERA, 3.74 FIP. Um, you know, it's kind of been a disaster overall, the, the ERA is because of three outings. There were three outings of five or more runs. I believe two of those came against Baltimore too. But then he has three outings of one run ball. Um, The strikeouts have kind of come and go at times. But overall, he's looking like he may have turned a corner a bit. Um, I I don't own him in any leagues. And 
I'm probably not going to own him in any leagues at this point, just because he's kind of on that fringe. Like um, you would have to trade something decent for him. If he's already in your league, because other people are seeing this. Yeah. I'm, I'm kicking myself a little bit because he did pop up on my waivers in, in one or two of my leagues and I didn't pick him up and I really should have um, just to take a flyer on a guy like this, because I think what the reason behind this is, is, you know, first month of the season, I, he knows he can coast at 93, 94 miles an hour. Um, and then just see when he starts to feel really good. Like, okay, I can show everybody that I can still hang at 95, 96. So encouraging going forward. If you are a Chris sale owner, if you're not a Chris sale owner, um, you know, I did get asked, like, what do you do with Alec Manoa? Right now, this is not a guy I really want to talk about right now, but like, you know, I, I did say to someone, try to trade for Chris Sale. I don't know. Like, yeah. Anybody. I would trade Manoa if I had him. That's for all anybody. that I'll say. Like, about he's going to end up on your waiver wire if you don't trade him. So just try to get somebody um, for him. But yeah, just wanted to touch on Chris Sale because the velo being back is is very, very encouraging to me. But we don't need to spend too much time. Next on the list, let's go Mitch Keller. Because I want to get out there. And I said it on this show preseason. Like, I kind of made fun of the whole, like, yeah, we've seen Mitch Keller throw 193 miles an hour in some pitching every offseason, right? And I was not exactly buying in yet on the late season numbers that he had last season, mostly because we have seen this same story with Mitch Keller over and over. I'm bought in now. Like, I am all in on Mitch Keller. I think the Pirates are going to extend him. I think that they should extend him. 2.38 ERA on the year, 2.64 FIP, sub three. I, I think it was Jack on the Just Baseball show mentioned this. Sub three ERA over the past 32 starts. He has a career low in walks per nine. Not giving up hard contact, only 86 miles per hour off the bat, and a 30% whiff on the fastball with great movement across the board on his pitches. Is Mitch Keller finally what we thought he could be? Yeah, I mean, no. He's not what we thought he could be because I never thought he could be this. What we Okay, is Mitch Keller finally what a lot of people thought he could be? Did a lot of people even think he could be this? Like, legitimately. I, I mean, I'm saying, like, Mitch Keller, I thought, yes. Like, if you told me he could he could hold down a 3-3 ERA last year, like, I would have been like, okay, maybe he has the upside for that. But I did not expect him to legitimately look like an ace, right? Yeah. 2.38 ERA, 2.89 expected ERA, 2.64 FIP. His slider stuff plus is second in baseball behind Graham Ashcraft right now, Clay. Wow. Gray Matchcraft, good pitcher. He doesn't throw it that much. He's uh he's only throwing that sweeper slider 13% of the time. That is another thing about Keller, though, is that he's throwing a true five-pitch mix now. Four seam cutter, sinker, sweeper, curveball. There's a lot of different looks that he's giving you. Um, and he can get whiffs with all of them. So I mean I think I need to maybe see a few more outings before we start calling him like a real ace, but he's been an ace. 32 man. starts. What was the stat again? It was sub three ERA over the past 32 starts. So, yeah, I mean, maybe it is fair to, to start calling him an ace. It really might be. Um, Let, you know what? Let's call him an ace. The Pirates deserve to have somebody called an ace on their team. It's I'm been down- a long time. Five pitch mix has me sold. It really does. I mean, it, it 
that's a big stepping stone when guys just don't know what's coming at them. Um, and he's averaging 95 and a half on the fastball, like fastball velo is there. Um, so yeah, Clay, I'm, I'm bought in guy that I'm a bit concerned about and that is starting to, I don't know. I don't know if I want to say lose the ACE ACE tag, but Julio Urias does not look right. And Julio Urias is a pitcher that the margin for error is slim with him because he doesn't throw very hard. Um, He's a pitcher that expected metrics outside of expected ERA have never liked. Last year, he had a 2.16 ERA, a 3.71 FIP though, but he did have a 2.81 expected ERA, and that was on the back of a 30.2% hard hit rate, which was one of the lowest in baseball, right? So he gets a ton of soft contact. The fastball plays up because it has a ton of carry on it. Um, But this year, he's been giving up a lot of home runs. If you go to his last... um, Last six outings, Clay, 4.72 ERA, a 5.46 FIP. He's given up two home runs in four of those six outings. Getting beat, and he's not striking guys out at a high rate, which he never really has. But it's been very, after a strong start to the season, it's been very disappointing. Yeah, it has been. And I, he, he's been on my team just about every year, and he's on my team this year. So I've been watching him closely, and... I just keep telling myself, this is a guy with, what, four or five straight seasons of really, really good baseball under his belt. So, you know, we can talk about the expected stats, but I expect him to get back towards that more than I expect him to just crater and become, you know, somebody who he has not been in the past. Now, he has added a cutter that this year, and uh-huh. I think – is he going to start using that more now? He's only used a 9% of the time, not a ton, but 32% whiff, 148 batting average against it. Maybe that's something that he can work in throughout the year and just help see something new. Um, the fastball is just getting hit this year. 273 uh-huh. batting average against compared to 195 last year. Um, he has two starts of giving up five runs or six runs. And... The other seven of those starts have been two or less runs. So to me, it's it's not that I'm super worried about it. I think those in, in those starts, the five and six run starts were back to back as well. I'm not sure what happened there, but I'm not like pressing the panic button yet. I'm, I'm not going to sell or anything like that, especially sell what would be low on his value over the past couple of years. So I'm not too concerned, but it is worth noting that, you know, as you mentioned, there are some signs that are a little troubling, especially with a guy who's not going to strike out a ton. Totally. The the fastball, um, Stuff Plus has that fastball at just a 90 right now. So actually below average Stuff Plus on the fastball. Um, but the other pitches are encouraging. I agree, man. Like the changeup right now is allowing a ton of hits, a 310 average, but just a 307x wobo on the changeup. I really like that the addition of this cutter too because um it did feel like he needed something in that in between between his fastball and his slurve which is at 7 at 80 miles an hour. Um so now that cutter can kind of gel with the changeup and it improves the changeup as well. So yeah, I think going forward like obviously Julio Urias is a hold if you have him. Um and I would I would just say he's a hold, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. 
Next, Mackenzie Gore. One of the multiple returns for Juan Soto, now in Washington. You know, he has a 3-2-9 ERA, a 3-6-2 FIP, 11 Ks per nine. The big issue here, 4.61 walks per nine. Yep. Okay. So let's dive in here. I could, because I have a lot of questions, Colby. And those of you out there, Colby is a pitching guru. And I often go to him for pitching analysis. And I've gotten better and better, but Colby knows a lot more than me. Colby, he has four quality starts. And it seems to me that's just a pitch count thing. The the starts I've watched, when you're walking that many batters, you're going to get pulled early from starts. Mm-hmm. Even good starts where he hasn't allowed a run, Mm-hmm. And, you know, has given up five hits or something. He's out in the fourth inning. Things of that nature. Um, he only has one start allowing three or more runs. I think we're starting to see a little bit more of the stuff that we, when he was a prospect and he was coming up and he was really highly regarded. I think we're starting to see more of that than the absolute ro- roller coaster that happened the past couple of years before he got kind of solidified and then moved to Washington. Yeah, it, totally. Um, I mean, you bring up the walks, and I think the walks will always be a problem for him. Getting behind in counts has always been a problem for him. Um, it is amazing to watch someone succeed when they throw 60% or more fastballs, right? He throws his four-seam fastball 62% of the time, um, but it's gotten good results in both seasons now. Last year, he got good results. It's gotten good results this year. He commands it well up in the zone. Um, and both of his secondaries get a ton of whiffs, which leads to a lot of strikeouts. Uh, his curveball is a 41% whiff rate. The slider, a, a 35% whiff rate. Um, I like what I've seen from Gore. I have him in a couple leagues. Um, and I think he's going to continue to find the feel um, for pitching, right? This was a guy that last year through not even a hundred innings in the season before that through 20 innings. So he hasn't had that many innings under his belt. Um, and now just 41 innings into this season, eight starts. I think he's still just finding that release point and, and, and where he can locate his pitches. Um, this is also a guy that had a good changeup in the minor leagues. He has flashed a good changeup before he's only throwing it. 1.7% of the time this year. So that might be a pitch to look out for as well. Um, if he starts flashing that, but I like everything I've seen and, and the numbers do back it up. So, um, Gore might actually be one of the only guys on this list that is, uh, available. I would imagine. What do you think he's available right now? Like 60% he's not available in my 10 man. I think it's, it's tough to say. I think it's 55% very, owned, right? Yeah. Now. It's very league dependent. Um, but man, with, with the amount of starting pitching injuries though, I would not be surprised if, if he's owned in your league, even if he's only owned in 50%. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Um, all right, Clay, let's talk about Sandy because Sandy has been weird this year. Uh, bizarre to say the least 4.91 ERA, a 4.33 expected ERA, um, all things you would not expect from a guy who had an amazing season last year, an amazing season before that, an amazing season before that. Um, it's felt unlucky though. And that, that's why that's the reason I wanted to bring him up is that it feels like he's been 
like Babbitt, I like to call out of a lot of these games. Like he's giving up weak contact that goes for hits. Um, still getting a, a good amount of ground balls. He's had nine strikeouts in back-to-back games. Um, so to me, if you can buy low on Sandy right now, yeah. knowing that, you know, the numbers underneath, okay, like let's, one of the outings was a nine run outing against the Phillies. And then in his most recent outing, he gave up six runs to the uh, Reds, but only one home run. Like it just kind of felt lucky. Yeah. What what would you say his best pitch is? His best pitch is his changeup. Yeah. But exactly. it has not performed. Exactly. Batters are hitting 313 off the changeup after hitting 145 last year, but they're still whiffing above 35%. There's like no way that's going to stay. That's exactly right. His best pitch is getting hit right now, and that's just not something that I see to be sustainable. He's definitely a candidate for a a buy. If anyone in your league is interested, you may be able to swap him out pretty easily. Um, Hell, I would throw Erod right for Sandy straight up and see see if I can get any takers. Oh, my God. That's not a bad idea. Um, Yeah, I mean, I would even start throwing Julio Urias out there for for Sandy. Like, guys like that, you know? Yeah. but yeah, it's worthy to to put out a call on Sandy because I, I, I would be shocked if he does not return a ton of value down the stretch here. Like everything under the underneath looks to be maybe not the same, but very similar to last year. And he did get lucky at times last year. And maybe this is just the baseball gods getting their little revenge. But I, I, I would be shocked if he doesn't turn things yeah. around. Play, we do have something exciting to tell the listeners of Just Fantasy Baseball. This episode is provided by So Rare. Um, so Rare is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace that transforms you guys, the listeners, into owners and basically allows you to own cards that you can use in free-to-play fantasy baseball games. Um, I've been playing, Clay, and I've been having a blast with the free-to-play version. I'm, I'm starting to get the feel for it, and I'm going to start going on the marketplace to buy cards, but I just kind of wanted to run you through my team this week um, yeah. because I've had a heck of a start to this week. So by now, I've collected some pretty good cards. So I have Strider in at pitcher. I have Tyler Rogers in, um, in, my, right, uh, in my relief pitcher slot, but I have Devers in corner infield, Judge in the outfield, and Nolan Gorman um, as my utility hitter, and then Kirby as my utility pitcher. Last night was crazy for me. Gorman went off oh. with the Cardinals scoring 18 runs. Kirby had such a good start against the Red Sox. Judge hit a home run. Devers was driving in a ton of, of driving in run. Crazy. So I'm very excited to see where this week takes me. Right now, I'm in 247th place out of 26,000 people. That's awesome. Yeah. And if you all have not played, just Go to the link and download the game. It's free to play, and you can select your team. Yeah, so we do actually have something beyond that, Clay, to announce. Um, So Just Baseball is going to be hosting our own league. So go draft your team, or if you've already drafted your team, continue to build up your your roster, um, because starting May 29th, we will be doing a Just Baseball league, so you can play against us as well. Um, So yeah, the link will be in the description of this episode. Um, So make sure you go either download SoRare on your iOS or Android, or you can also look at it on desktop. Um, But yeah, go draft your team. It's a ton of 
fun. Um, it, it's free to play, but you can also buy cards as well. So we're having a ton of fun playing it. Um, so yeah, so rare. Kirby, one of my favorite pitchers to watch. He's he, he's kind of becoming that. Um, 2.45 ERA, 2.57 FIP, four total walks in 51 innings. That's a 0. 0.70 walks per nine. 7.19K per nine, pretty low, not fantastic. But the home run to fly ball rate has dropped from 9% last year in his rookie year to 4% this year and has allowed, he allowed four runs in his very first start this season. Since then, three runs in one start, two or less, and then in the six other starts. He has been absolutely fantastic for a team that started off pretty cold and um, I th- I think we'll turn it around in a team that I believe in. And I think you could, I don't know if you could buy him right now because I don't know who would be selling him. But if you own him, I think he's going to continue this. I think he's going to rack up more W's down the stretch as well. The only question I have for you, Colby, is about the strikeouts. Do you see, because we know he has stuff to do it. Like, I think he has good pitches to strike more out. I don't think he's going to be a 12K per nine type, but. Could you see the 7.19K per nine tick up? Yeah, and I think it has been trending up. Um, but it's also it's also not who Kirby is, and it's what allows him to go deep into games. Over his last four starts, he went eight innings, then seven innings twice, then six and two-thirds last night against the Red Sox. Um, strikeouts are great, but they do get you deep into counts. So Kirby is a guy that's going to throw a ton of strikes, get a lot of weak contact, um, but he does have... You know, he had seven strikeouts against Philly. He had nine strikeouts against Texas. He had six strikeouts last night against Boston. Um, what was so impressive to me, I I watched that game. Uh, I watched Kirby just shove against my Red Sox. And it's pretty amazing to watch him pitch. Um, he's a very fun pitcher to watch pitch because he does not walk batters and he attacks guys, which is fun. Um, but he throws all of his pitches to each hand, right? Like, like you don't often find guys that can get um, lefties to whiff on sliders. And Kirby was getting lefties to whiff on sliders last night. Um, But he throws all, he throws four pitches. Fastball up in the zone is pretty unhittable. I mean, yeah. How could you not love Kirby? And if he's going this deep into games, is he kind of becoming a Sandy like guy? Yeah. I like that comp. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's Sandy, but, you know, yeah. it, it it's definitely similar. Like, the pitch mix is also very similar. He doesn't throw a changeup, but he does throw four pitches, right? He throws four-seam, sinker, curveball, slider. Um, so it is a four-pitch mix, and yeah, I really like Kirby. Um, have liked him since he came up, but a lot of, lot of strikes. And what's his whip right now, Clay? Um, I actually do not have that in front of me. All right, he has a 1.01 whip, and I would expect that to go down. Like, he doesn't walk anybody. It's crazy. Um, He doesn't give up home runs either. So, yeah, who else do we need to talk about? Former Red Sox, current Texas Ranger. Take it away. Mr. Evaldi. Mr. Evaldi has been shoving, and I love to see it. Uh, He's a 2.7 ERA, 2.83 expected ERA. He is doing what he has done for the last four or five years. 
except he's not in Fenway anymore, which is very much helping him um, because he got destroyed in Fenway Park. He's not giving up home runs this year, um, which is why, Clay, he might be a little bit of a sell high because he's given up just one home run all year, and he gave up 21 home runs last year, 15 the year before that. He's always had a knack for home runs. Like Over his career, before this year, since 2016, his home run per fly ball rate averaged 14.9%. It's at 2.4 this year. So I would expect that more home runs are here to come. This is also a guy that seems to always deal with an injury. Yeah. So my so, yeah. recommendation, honestly, would be to sell sell high here. Last three outings, he went nine innings of three-hit shutout ball, eight innings of five-hit shutout ball, and 8.2 of three-hit shutout ball. One stat, so to go off a little bit and also self-plug here, I just put out a Jonah Heim article this morning at Just Baseball, not only about his offense, but his defense and how good he has been working with pitchers. Nathan Eovaldi has a zero ERA and something like, I think it was 26 innings with Jonah Heim catching for him. And this is a team, Jonah Heim in the Texas Rangers last year stole 122 strikes out of the zone, led the MLB, 9% more than in than the second best team in that category. This is a player who's, you know, he might just get a little bit better with working with Jonah Heim and, Hopefully they they continue to use Heim with him when he pitches because it seems to be working. But a 52% ground ball rate something I love to see. 9.45 Ks per nine is, you know, pretty good number there. I do agree with you. I don't, I you know, the past three outings have really helped the overall stats. But 4% barrel rate, like, I kind of like what I'm seeing. I'm not, like, going to go target him and trade for him, give up anything for him but i i don't know if i'm selling yet i may hold my the only thing is that he's also had somewhat of a an easy schedule so far um he's faced philly he's faced the royals twice he's faced cincinnati he's faced oakland and then yankees angels cubs is strong but still red slander please (laughs) Yes, absolutely red slander. Um, and you just always expect him to get hurt. Maybe for yeah. Nadia Valdi for Sandy. How about that? Would you do that? If who which one do I own in the league? You have Nadia Valdi and you're getting Sandy. I would that's do a that. no-brainer, right? Yeah. No-brainer. These are the type of offers. Start floating. Can't hurt. Last guy on the list today, Hunter Brown, Houston Astros pitcher. Um, and to be honest with, with you, I think I've only watched one of his starts this year. So I was going to ask you about this guy. Um, you know, he came up last year and showed some flashes out of the bullpen and um, top 100 prospect at JustBaseball.com and 3.43 ERA, 3.49 FIP, 9.5 Ks per nine, 3.5 walks per nine, about there. Um, three starts with no earned runs and three starts with four or more earned runs. He's kind of been a little all all over the place in terms of production. But like I said, I've only watched one start. He's a pitcher that I'm very intrigued by. And I'm wondering, like, man, should I be targeting this guy? How much can I give up for him? Like, And I wanted to bring the question to you. Okay. So, yeah, you want me to answer if 
you know, this is a guy you should be targeting. I don't think so. Um, one, because I think the name brand is going to carry more value than what he's actually putting up on the field right now. Um, secondly, he doesn't get enough whiffs with his secondaries. His slider gets a 25% whiff rate. His curveball gets a 27.7% whiff rate. Um, and surprisingly, his fastball has been getting beat up. An average exit velocity of 92.8 miles an hour and x wobo 407. So that's why you see those blow up outings. If he doesn't have the feel for his pitches, he can't really, he, he can't get away with it. If he's not getting, he can't get away with it. Um, his hard hit rate against is in the top 10 in baseball. And I believe it's highest over the, over the last month. It's the highest in baseball. Um, so I'm glad you brought up Hunter Brown. He does get a lot of ground balls, but still, everything's getting hit really hard, and that does worry me some. So I wouldn't say this is a guy that I'm necessarily targeting, especially when you see he does have a 3.43 ERA, but a 4.13 expected ERA. That's for a reason. Like He's giving up a yeah. lot of hard contact, and he gave up a lot of hard contact last year as well. I like it. Do you, does I that like worry it. you? Like. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I kind of wanted to just listen to you talk about him because, yeah. you know, the few times I've checked a box score, it's like, oh, wow, that's pretty good. Then other times it's like, eh, going to stay away. And, you know, I was just kind of curious about him. But I think that we just ran through a pretty good list of pitchers right there. Yeah, we definitely did. We definitely did, Clay. I mean, and some of these ground ball guys can get away with it. Like, Framber Valdez is somebody who does get away with it because he's he gets a ton of ground balls, but he gives up a ton of hard contact. So maybe Hunter Brown is is more in that you know world because he does get a lot of ground balls, but it is a bit concerning that he doesn't get whiffs on at least one of those pitches at like a 35 or 40% clip. Um, yeah. Do you want me to name the top 10? In, in hard hit rate against right now. Yes. I, yes, yes. It's very interesting. Um, at the top, you have Michael Kopech. He's the only one over 50%. He's at 51.3%. Behind him, you have Dylan Cease. Shocking. And that's why he's been getting beat up this year is, is guys are hitting him hard. Shane Bieber's behind him. Bryce Elder at four. Framber Valdez at five. Dean Kramer at six. If that doesn't really shock me, but he's been getting good results somehow. Um, you say Kikuchi, then Alex Cobb, Kevin Gosman, Luis Castillo, and Hunter Brown. So there are some good names on there. Cobb's been playing well, yeah. But you and notice Luis that it's what it, what do Cobb, Gosman, Castillo, Hunter Brown, and Framber Valdez all have in common? Um, ground ball, all ground heavy ground ball pitchers. So they they don't care that they give up hard contact because it's usually on the ground. Logan Webb is at seventeen, for example, right. You know who's scarily at 13, though, Clay? And we were talking about, we're going to close the episode with this, with some Reds talk, is Hunter Green is at 13. Um, 44.5% hard hit rate against. Um, but he actually has the highest average launch angle on this list behind Michael Kopech. Okay, let's go ahead and talk a little a little bit about Hunter Green as an, as an add in here. Um, Hunter Green has been struggling to locate his pitches at times. And there's outings that are great, and then there's outings like Monday night at Coors Field, asterisk Coors Field. We know what that means. But it's not even the Coors effect. It's the you miss your location drastically and give up a home run effect. And that's the issue I've had with him. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a great pitcher. I'm not worried about him. 
But the issue and what's frustrating is when he misses his mark and it's going 100 miles an hour and it ends up over the plate, players in the majors can hit that pretty easily. Not not pretty easily. That's drastic. But you know what I mean. Good players I was, can destroy I mean, that. I don't think pretty easily is that that far away from what it is, Clay. I mean, he he's his ex wobe on his four-seam fastball is over 400. For a guy that is averaging almost 99 miles an hour on his four-seam fastball, that should not be. He's always had a suboptimal four-seam fastball shape, but he should be able to find ways to get around that. Um, so it is frustrating to see somebody like Hunter Green last night in course, for example, four innings, six earned runs, but he also had eight strikeouts and only one walk. Yeah. But that's just mistakes. Two home runs Clinton Doyle took him deep to dead center. It was awesome. But yeah, at the same ring. time, at the same time, he started the year so strong. His first six yeah. starts, he had 2.89 ERA, a 2.31 FIP. So, I mean, yeah, a few, you know, a few bad outings here has really, really hurt him. But also, you know, I, I kind of just think that is what he is. He's like, a cherry and, bomb a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think that that's like, you know, a lot of people were overreacting. Like, I think that's okay. Because he's going to have outings that are really incredible, and he's going to have some blow-up outings on occasion when he just is off. And when he's off, it's going to travel far. When you know uh, other pitchers are off, and it may just be you get hit around a little bit, but not a ton of runs. Like When he's not pitching well, it's not going to be good in the box four. No, it is not. It is not. Um, so yeah, that'll do it. Just fantasy baseball, huh? That's it. Sweet, man. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Adios.